This is Baby Crazy, and today we're talking about work-life balance and being a full-time working mom raising a child. I'm Lee Schneider. Priya Rajendran is a mom, a software engineer, and a technology veteran who led the team that built the wallet that now powers all of PayPal's mobile apps. She's the founder of S'mores Up, which helps manage your family life right from your mobile phone, managing kids' chores and schedules. Priya and I talk about work-life balance, why when mom is happy, everyone's happy, and how to make the 24-7 schedule of a startup work when you are a parent. Here's my conversation with Priya Rajendra. Priya, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lee. Happy to be here. Great. So you're a full-time mom, working, raising a child. We're going to talk about your app in a moment, but first... Tell me a little bit about your schedule and your kids' schedule. I work full-time. Um, I'm a, I'm head of product at Ford in their autonomous vehicle division. I have S'mores Up, my startup that I started with another friend. Um, and I have a daughter who is 12 years old and in middle school. And I'm separated. I'm a single mom. So you can imagine that between like my work schedule, my uh, startup work, and my daughter's school and her uh, extracurricular activities. It's a pretty tight packed week for me. Uh, I also travel a lot for work. So that means that my travel schedules gets added to the mix. So it's a pretty busy lifestyle and life uh, schedule for both me and my daughter. Life as a parent is busy anyway, but being a single parent and working just adds a couple extra layers there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about the importance, let's start kind of in a completely different way than maybe talking about the schedule. What about the importance of self-care and just taking some time for yourself as a parent? When we spoke before we did this interview, you made the the point that when mom is happy, everyone is happy. Well, how does that work and what makes you happy? Uh, that's very true, right? When I'm in a good mood, everybody around me is in a good mood. And if I'm in a bad mood, I make sure that everybody knows about it and like hears about it, right? So it's very important for me to be able to do something that actually helps me reduce my stress or like, uh, you know, something that actually makes me happy. For me, it's I go for a run every day, um, like a good 30, 30, 20, 30 minute run. That makes me really happy. Uh, and I'm, I grew up in India and I was a classical dancer going, growing up. I gave up dancing for the past 25 years and I just picked it up again to have some my time. You know, self-care could be perceived as being selfish because I, I do take that two, three hours a week away uh, from doing other things that I could do. But if I don't do that and give myself that time, then that's going to waste a lot more time for everybody, including myself. So I do think that it's very important to do separately, like, you know, spend some time for yourself to do the things that you like. I agree totally. I'm bringing this up in a lot of these podcasts because it is true that self-care, it's not the same as being selfish. And it's really necessary, especially given the stresses of being a parent. So I keep recommending it over and over and asking people about it. I was part of a panel discussion a few weeks ago about podcasting, and there was a major podcast network correspondent who said that he needed three hours a day before he saw people, three hours a day to meditate or work out or think. And I, when I first heard that, I thought, gee, that's a lot. But then I realized, hey, wait a minute, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm basically in the same pattern where there's a, at least a couple hours a day if you can do it. Yeah. 
to devote to self-care, if you can. It's not always possible every day. It's very healthy to do that, I think. Now, you're working for a startup, and you have your own app. It's pretty hard to contain that workload. So how do you do it? You have to find out what works for yourself and kind of just go with it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really um, believe like, you know, you can achieve like the perfect work-life balance. You have to, f- you have to figure out what work-life balance means for you. That means someday I'll wake up at five o'clock and work till eight so that I can spend like an hour with my daughter before she gets to school. Or some days I work like, you know, after she goes to bed, like, you know, start at nine o'clock and then work till 11, 12 if needed. You have to figure out how to weave what what is important uh, for you into your daily schedule. I travel a lot for work and there will be day, weeks that I'm gone for like four or four or five days even sometime. But the next week when I'm here in town, I make sure I go pick her up from school, go out for a cup of coffee or take her for ice cream. Just do something that with her that she enjoys and I enjoy and catch up with her on what I missed in the previous week, right? So you have to figure out your own, what what is your own balance when it comes to uh, work and life. Right. And in case anybody missed it, that was 5 a.m. when you said. That's very true. <laughs> I just wanted to be sure that people got that, that you're actually doing this time shifting thing, which a lot of people recommend, where you take the hours that you can, if they're maybe front loading the day, it's very useful for parents to think about this. And then that gives you the freedom, the opportunity to be there when your kid comes home. The, the yeah. time shifting makes it work. And you have a time zone advantage there with a team in Detroit, but it helps. That's correct. I have a team in Detroit, so they're all anyway out and about working at 8 o'clock in the morning, which is 5 a.m. my time here uh, in the West Coast. So I make use of that. And so by the time my daughter wakes up and like start, like, you know, brush her teeth and ready to go, come for breakfast, I already finished like three hours of work, right? That that helps you to get a very big head start on the day. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Uh, I don't get to feel it that often because I'm not uh, that great at being an early riser. But it's a good feeling to start early, get some work in before, and then become a parent. What I'm getting at here is, work-life balance. I mean, it isn't really a balance so much. It's not like this perfect balancing act. I mean, I think of it as a, it's not, it's not like some kind of yoga pose, you know, like tree pose where we're perfectly balancing. It it has its give and take. And sometimes things get really front loaded where you have to devote a lot of time to work and then try to mm-hmm. earn it back with the kids. I find you know, I can't really keep a balance sheet. So work-life balance, that balance word, I guess, kind of gets to me. It doesn't seem that realistic. Yeah. You have to weave your work into the into your life. That's how I see it. And I don't want to give any, um, like, you know, false assumption that I wake up every day at five o'clock. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are days where, like, you know, I just don't want to get up. And then those are the days where I backload my day, right? I start working after my daughter goes to bed at 9, 9.30, and then I'll work till one o'clock if needed. So, you know, you have to figure out, you have to listen to your body, you have to listen to your kids, you have to look at what's the situation at work. And there are times when work actually be- takes over and, and I have I put 16 hours a day and like I don't have time for uh, anything around the work or, mm-hmm. uh, in, to do any work around the house, right? So I don't then fret about the dirty dishes or I don't fret about the dirty laundry that's waiting for me. I just figure that I'll get to it when I have time. And you you have to just get into that mindset. Right. It's so much about flexibility, isn't it? Last night, I was working late, in fact, uh, editing podcasts. 
And then I realized, well, it's getting kind of late. I should turn in. Oh, look, work a little bit more. I have a little more time at this. And then our son had an earache and it turned into an all-nighter, you know, between my, my wife and I. Uh, she mm. did most of the work, but I did some of the work of staying up with him and taking care of him. You never know. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of the other thing that I think parents have to be prepared for is that anything can happen. I hope he's doing better now. He seems to be okay, yeah. What's interesting about this for other folks at work is setting an example. If you're setting an example, being you're a team leader, you know, you have a team, so you can really set an example. But when a team leader or anyone sets the example, it can help others to speak up about needing to be a parent and leave work sometimes. Have you found that to be the case? Oh, absolutely, right? You lead by example, and that's that's what it is, right? And when I'm up and working at like late in the night, like 9.30, 12.30 um, in the night, I what I do is I, I will be typing a bunch of replies, but I won't send it at that time because I don't want my team to think that, oh my God, my manager is working at this time. Maybe I should also wake up and work at like, you know, late hours. Mm. So I actually like write all the replies, put it in the draft, and then the next day morning I send it all out. So I try to be very conscious about what I'm doing and how it impacts my team. Um, and if my team sees me get up and leave at three o'clock so that I can go and pick up my kid one day or go to her um, performance, her drama performance one day, that's such a clear example that, hey, when their time comes, they can feel free to come and talk to me or they can just send a message saying that, hey, I have to step out and they can go. Um, so it is, it is because there are times when I don't expect my team to do some work like late in the night, but they do because there's something that's needed and they, they do it without me asking. So it should be the same for them to be able to do the things that they want without asking me every time. So kind of like, you know, you said it by example and, uh, you have to follow through, not just say it, but you have to follow through. Yeah. Leading by example is so important. And there's a great responsibility, a great potential for change that team leaders have. Let's address startups. For most people working in a startup, the startup mode means working 24-7. When you start your workday, it's hard to stop. I find that's the hardest thing. You know, when you're, when you're in startup mode, it's hard to stop working because your mind is constantly churning on something. It's hard to switch it off and then switch into parent mode. What have you found? It's hard. Like you said, like, you know, it's when it's your startup, your mind is constantly working and it's not something that you could turn off. Um, but, you know, as a parent, sometimes like you do, you do realize that, like, you know, you ha you're constantly prioritizing. That's what you're doing, right? Like when somebody tells me that, hey, I don't have time to do something, um, I just tell them, you didn't make it a priority. That's why you didn't do it, right? Like, you know, I call my friend to go for a run and she'll say, oh, I don't have time. I say, okay, if you don't make it a priority, you'll never have time to go for a run. So, you know, when it comes to parenting and like, you know, uh, the work that I'm doing with my startup, I have to just figure out what is more important that day, that particular like time period, which is which takes priority. And I go with it. If my work has to something has to happen for my work and that's my first priority and I do that. And there are days when I prioritize my kid over it. So it's you have to constantly go through the process of prioritizing work, home and like, you know, life. It is a lot to think about. So how do you avoid burnout with all those decisions to make? What kind of support have you found that you need? Um, one thing that I have learned over the many years of getting burnt out is to ask for help when you need it. I 
decided that I can't do it all because I couldn't do it all. So I rely on my friends, uh, my family um, and everybody to uh, help me out when I really need something. And it's a, it's a both way street, in my opinion, right? Like you have to be there for your friends when they need you. And then they will also be there for you when you need them. So it's like it's just a give and take. You need to pay attention to what's happening with your friends uh, and your family. And you should like, you know, not wait for somebody to call you, but you pick up the phone and call and talk to them. Social media definitely makes it a lot uh, easier just to, uh, like, you know, send something out and forget about it. Right. But telephone conversations, you can never replace them. So I pick up the phone, call my friends and family, and I reach out when I really need help. And I, I'm blessed with a lot of good friends here, and I have family as well here. So that's how I avoid being burnt out by all these things, by relying on them. So much of it is being proactive, staying on top of it, not letting things get to a crisis place, but realizing mm, I could I could reach out to that person or I might need some help here. It can be hard to see that. It requires a certain amount of self-awareness. Uh, true. And when, when you continuously do it, if uh, some of my friends don't hear from you for two weeks in a row, they'll call mm. me. Hey, what's happening? Is everything okay? Um, and like, you know, how you're doing? And they call me and they talk to me. Actually, when I got uh, separated for some of my friends, uh, it was a wake-up call because um, they didn't know that I was going through whatever I was going through because they had been completely uh, like you know, out of touch and we meet once in a year and then they haven't seen me in a long time. And when they finally heard that me and my uh, ex-husband were separating, they were like, oh my God, I wish I was there to help you through this. Like, how did you manage? And like, you know, I don't want to be that for my friends. I want to be there uh, when they need them and help them. So I proactively make an effort to call them. Uh, I mean, we all commute to work. That's a good half an hour you get every day. Right. Make some phone calls um, and talk to people who you care about. Building that support system so important. We take it for granted or we don't think about it as much as we could. Your experiences as a single mom led directly to the development of your app, Sumors Up. So let's talk about that app. How did it get started and what do you want people to accomplish with it? When I was uh, going through the separation, uh, like we, like you know, my daughter ended up going to two different houses, and uh, that brought in a lot of challenges. I mean, uh, like we are amicable, my, me and my ex-husband, so there was like lots of communication that's going on. But still, it was really hard to keep her schedules in sync, make sure that um, she's getting picked up and dropped off at the right place at the right time. And also like that we had the same rules in both the houses and she's doing the same chores in both the houses. Everything became like a challenge uh, because when you're in the same house, it's easy to say, hey, you didn't make your bed, go make your bed. And but when you're in two different houses where like, you know, she can get away with not doing it in one house and she can take advantage of that. Right. So it like how do you have that consistency between the two houses that became like the key issue i faced when uh, when when we me and my ex husband uh, separated so that's when i was like looking for like okay what are all the tools out there how do i do this how can i use technology which we have carry around all day every day in our hands to um help with this uh, problem and I couldn't find anything that, that helped me. So I decided that maybe I will make one. Um, and that's how Smorza was born. I was uh, talking to my my co-founder, my friend, Reeves. He was, um, he was there helping me when I was going through the separation. And I was brainstorming with him about like the issues that I was having. And then he said, like, hey, let's do this. And we ended up working together and building this app. I downloaded it and it started me thinking, 
When I was divorced a few years ago, there was that issue of the two houses and the separate rules in the houses. You know, it was always my son who was, I had 50-50 custody. He would always say, well, mom lets me do it. Or, and I'm sure when he was at the other house, it was, well, dad lets me do it. Mm -hmm. There's something nice about the neutrality of an app, or at least a list. If you were to go low tech, you know, if, if there were a way to just say, here's the list of chores and things that get, that we do here, and it's the same over here. My ex-wife and I had to do a lot of phone call conferences to kind of straighten that out. I could see where the app, an app like this, would be super useful. It brings a lot of transparency. And like for me, it is a huge help with respect to calendars as well, right? Like I said, I have my work calendar, my business calendar, now my daughter's and my travel schedule. Like, you know, my ex-husband, he also travels a lot for work and he has his schedule. So keeping all of our schedules in sync and even planning out like a, if I have to go for four days to Detroit to me to be with my team, I have so many things that I need to sync and make sure that every everything is taken care of so that I can be there uh, with my team without thinking about home. So the app actually came in handy, like, you know, for us to keep the schedules straight, chores between the two houses straight, and also making her work towards a common goal. That way, like, you know, she's always working towards one thing rather than, okay, at home, mom's home, I'm going to try and get my new phone. And at dad's home, I'm going to try and get my, like, you know, new bike, you know, that rather than having two different goals, uh, she ended up working towards one common goal. And hopefully she'll get her phone before the end of this year. Yeah, well, that's the big move. Giving them the phone is, woo, <laughs> that's when you open up the world. The app is not just for parents in two different houses or like, you know, and mm-hmm. it helps even with parents in the same house because schedules and pick up, even when me and my ex-husband were in the same house, we are constantly texting each other. Are you picking her up today? Like, you know, I, I have a meeting suddenly show up. So with the app, it's like super easy to um, automatically do some of those changes quickly. So it works for all the parents. Uh, so we actually have a good community of parents now in the app. Like we have about close to 8,000 families in the uh, in the community now and about 15,000 of uh, users, including the kids. That's great. I, I'll mention again, it is free in the App Store, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So for anyone listening to this, if you check out the show notes, you'll get a link right into Samores Up. One thing I would uh, remind is like, you know, parenting is, it's inherently hard. Um, No kid comes with a manual and like, you know, every family is different and every kid is different. And one solution may not work for everybody. But as long as we are conscious in doing things that we want to do for our kids and the values that we want to impart in our kids, I think we'll all do the right thing. Like, don't be too hard on yourself and just give yourself a break as a parent is what I would say. Right. One thing I was thinking about to leave the listeners with today is that notion of don't be too hard on yourself. Every kid is different. And this idea of self-care and realizing that work-life balance isn't really a balance, but there, there has to be some consciousness, some internal compass going on. Properly schedule, like, you know, your week ahead of time. Think about what all things that you want to do. And like set aside some time for yourself to do things that like, you know, absolutely that would help you feel like that you're like taking care of yourself. Do that for sure. You know, don't worry about having everything under control. It's okay to leave some of the things for later, like, you know, whether it's a load of laundry that's waiting to be folded or something else. No, don't think that you have to be perfect and everything has to be perfect. It's okay to like you know let go of some of those things uh, out of your control and just take play it along. 
you know, use all the tools that are available outside to make your life easier, whether it's a, a SmoreSup or some other app that you find useful. Make use of the technology that's available because all of us are all constantly working around with our phone. So make use of it to make it less painful, less number of things to remember, less number of reminders for our kids. All of that helps. Every small things, times that you save around helps overall. There are lots of things that could go wrong with technology as well. But like, you know, it's up to us uh, to figure out how to make, you know, make it useful for ourselves and for our kids. That's good advice. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Look for show notes about this episode at goingbabycrazy.live. I will also post a transcript of the show and some key takeaways right there online. So check out goingbabycrazy.live.live. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Simplecast, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. A lot of people get the show on Apple Podcasts, and if that's you, don't forget to rate us and post a comment. When you do that, it helps us reach more listeners. And I'd love to hear from you directly. The listener feedback line is 424-254-1634. That's 424-254-1634. Just dial that up and leave your comments about the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Lee Schneider. Hey, it's Lee Schneider, a co-founder of the FutureX Podcast Network. Have you heard of Good Pods yet? It's a new app where you can follow your friends and influencers to see what podcasts they're listening to. So for all of you who spend too much time scrolling around, trying to figure out where is that great new show, this will solve your problems. Just download Good Pods from the App Store, pick some people to follow, and invite your friends. And you'll never be without a podcast recommendation again.